From the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. This week we talk about curbing digital distractions, keeping yourself away from the Facebooks and the Twitters and all those sites when you should be studying for your final. Joining us in the studio, from Do It Communications, Phyllis Trig, along with our regular geeks, Teresa Saldana and Andy Muschlewski. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian. Hey! Welcome to Do It Live. The most connected radio show on the planet. Streaming online here at WSUM.org, or you can listen to us live on WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, with us today, as always, we have our geeks, Andy and Teresa. And uh, hi, guys. <laughs> hi, Tex. Hello. And in, and in the studio, the, the, the wonderful uh, Miss Phyllis from, uh, from Do It Communications. How's it going, Phyllis? Fantastic. Cool, 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 cool. So, today we're talking about, what, finals? What are we talking about exactly? Finals, end of the school year, technology, stuff like that? Yeah, just like ways to kind of like dial back your, maybe your social media usage and some ways to kind of focus, really focus for exams. So, ways to focus in our tech world of distractions and beeps and boops uh, and all that sort of stuff here. Uh, Teresa, what's your favorite way to distract yourself during the day? Well, I don't distract myself at work. I'm, a, I'm an right. upstanding none, none employee do. that <laughs> does not distract myself with any kind of social Deep, media. None Deep of us do. So, usage, right? if my boss is listening. I don't. I don't do that. No. Social social networking. What? I don't. I don't know what these things. You are. don't even have a. a is that like a, the face twit? Yeah, you don't even have a face twit. <laughs> right, the face. Some, I don't know. At Nobody. work, eight to five. I have no idea what you're talking about. However, Phyllis. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I have heard Phyllis gets paid to be on the face twit. What? I know. It's crazy. I heard you're, that... you're you are our social media queen. Uh oh. That's the that's the nickname. Go- social it media me. guru, maybe. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. So she's probably got a bunch of ways for you to get on and off the face splat, the the twit, the twit home, the whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever it is you kids are using nowadays, the stumble upons, which is you know, which is uh, can be good and bad, right? It's kind of a black hole in the internet. It's a black hole in the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have been coming in. I have to say, a lot of people have been coming into the help desk lately with uh, with with viruses that they got from from being on stumble upon, where they just like stumble upon a random site. Whoops, it's a you know Russian virus site. That's Mm kind of one of the things about randomness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we should, of course, uh, start off our uh, our show the way that we start off uh, every single show with the wonderful, amazing, uh, impeccable, uh, and sugar-coated Teresa Saldana with the news. It's Teresa Saldana, award-winning anchor, winner of seven Tony Awards, and an Oscar with. The Tech News. Well, one of the coolest things to come out this week that I heard about from MIT was a camera that can take pictures at at one trillion 
frames per second. One trillion? But not, yeah. Not, not one billion or one million. One trillion. One trillion. So you thought you were cool with your camera that, you know, can record at 60 frames per second or something? No. Really? No. We're talking one trillion. I thought I was awesome. But apparently I'm not. So was no. this just so they could see Speedy Gonzalez or what? what are they oh, <laughs> thanks for playing. No, this is thanks this is so playing. they can see things that are that are, you know, too difficult for the human eye to see. I mean, you can see. I believe some of the, one of the examples they gave is just watching how um, light reflects on the surface of an object. You can you can watch the beams travel. That's pretty it's amazing. Actually, seeing photons move. Yes. That, that is wow. incredible. Awesome. Yeah. The implications are I, I mean I I want one. It's it's <laughs> it's so far beyond my reach. So I, I watched the movie. I watched the movie that I think you watched probably and and th- in the example that they gave it just looked like someone was really slowly moving a flashlight across <laughs> an apple. <laughs> so that's how they did it. You know, and, and it was one of those things where I I wasn't exactly from the movie it doesn't really give you a good perspective of how how fast the camera is or how you know what is capturing exactly cuz it just looks like a flashlight going across an apple. But mm-hmm. I guess it's just like one you know, tiny blip of, you know, microsecond of light hitting that apple mm-hmm. and they're watching it go across it. And they have mm-hmm. like a Coke can or a Coke bottle as well that you can watch. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty awesome. And they're using a titanium laser, so it's got to be cool, right? Oh, man. Well, yeah, if lasers are involved. Anything with lasers, <laughs> I think, is obviously amazing. So if you're looking for a cool gift for your dad for Christmas. There you go. How long till it's, how long till it's on my iPhone? That's what I want. <laughs> yes. I want to know when, when I can have a camera that will have a I, I asked Ross, our product manager for Apple today, when they were going to put that on the new iPhone. But I, I don't think it's coming out soon. So, mm. so you, heard it, you heard it here first, second quarter, 2012, one, <laughs> one trillion frames a second. Don't yeah. call the help desk now. Yeah. <laughs> call but the yeah, tech if store. You, if, you see that, hey, hey, hey. if you see that come out, we were the first group to yeah. come up with. Yeah. That prediction. So, Steve Jobs, you can send the checks uh, payable to do it live. Actually, mm-hmm. no, payable to Ty Christian. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Send it to do it live. No. So. Speaking of mobile devices, yeah, I read an article today that indicates that apparently now mobile devices take up more um, of a consumer's average amount of time just consuming media than papers or magazines. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. What What are those papers and magazines? Mm-hmm. What are they? Yeah. Well, they happen to be these pieces of paper. That you see, Andy, back in the day, they used to put words on pieces of paper, mm-hmm. primarily for the use of reading in the bathroom. But now that you have smartphones, you can do that too. Amazing. And the Wi-Fi, the the Wi-Fi. Somebody actually came into my uh, back back when uh, my fiance was working at Cosi, uh, the the place on State Street. They 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 came in. And they just got free Wi-Fi, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and someone came in. And they were ordering their sandwich, and they're looking around at the menu, and and they saw the free Wi-Fi, and she goes, "What's the Wi-Fi? How can I get some Wi-Fi with my sandwich?" That's oh delicious. My. <laughs> so well, uh, yeah. Well, apparently the average time spent with media per day for average U.S. adults is 11 hours and 33 minutes. That's wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah, and still TV comes in at a whopping four and a half hours. Wow. I know, long? right? That and long? internet's like two hours and forty five minutes. Are, wait, Radio's an hour and a half, which that you know, if you're listening to our show, well, our, I mean, they're listening to our. You hour you only half. have half an hour but for other stuff. Do people yeah. actually watch regular TV now. I know. I thought that was crazy, but that has to include things like Hulu. It's I, or does that or does Do that fall into internet? See that know. that was my question. It's like, is well, it says it, TV and video is the category. I guess maybe. Internet is you're you're more you know surfing the web. Yeah, 
interesting not watching videos for, yeah. the, for the radio obviously they you know they're listening to our hour and then they try to listen to another hour of a tech talk show and they're like Ugh, and they get about halfway through. yeah but this is per day though so that could just be their thursday oh so that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but right. but yeah, I mean that those numbers are huge, and the TV thing really that really did surprise me. I, I'm I'm shocked because then you have to you. Whenever I read statistics like this, I always think to myself, if there's somebody out there watching four and a half hours of TV, that means that or of the survey population, yeah, extrapolate there, that out. There is somebody who's watching TV like 20 hours a day. <laughs> there's somebody in there who's doing that. That's that is way outside of the spectrum. Dude, you need your infomercials. I mean, yeah, I guess. You know, that the spray-on mm-hmm. bald spot remover? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Battlestar Ron, Galactica marathon. So Ron Popeil. I don't know. So how much time do you guys, do you, do you think you spend doing oh, God. interneting and mobile devicing? Okay, so the, oh, that's, that's, a hard, that's a hard question because, like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the internet all day. Uh, do, you count, do you count having, you know, access to, like, doing, do, researching stuff for work being on the internet? Or is it just leisure it just, time? It just says average time spent with all media per day. All media per day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm probably on the internet an average of... And it says that that includes all time spent with that medium regardless of multitasking. For example, one okay. hour multitasking on the internet and watching TV is counted as one hour <laughs> for TV <laughs> and one hour for internet. Weird. Oh, so you can go over 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm yeah, probably I on the internet can. at least 10 hours a day, I'm thinking. TV, not so much. Maybe like a half an hour a day. Yeah. I like to, you know, in the morning I got my bagel. I like to throw on some some of the, you know, high-definition music videos on that, that high-definition sure. channel on the TV while I'm waking up. But, yeah, not, I mean, uh, and then radio. You know, obviously I listen to um, the Do It Live podcast religiously every day. Every day? As part <laughs> of my, you know, part of my routine. So Yeah. Um, yeah. But w- what, other, what other medium were there? It was internet, TV. Well, internet, TV, radio. and then you have radio. Okay, mobile. So apparently oh, that's okay. counted separately from internetting. Okay, mobile. <laughs> mobile. Hmm. Okay, how long am I in the bathroom every day? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's TMI. not. That's, yeah, that's not the direction we're going. No. But newspapers and magazines, guys, what do you, I mean, Phyllis, what do you think? Mm. Our social media queen, if, what, what do you think about newspapers and magazines? For print? Yeah, print. Um, Pretty occasional, although honestly, I still really prefer it for mm-hmm. magazines in particular. I think it's getting better and better on devices like iPads and things like that. But the experience of reading something that's been really intentionally laid out that way for print is nice. Mm-hmm. So better for browsing, I guess. Do you mm-hmm. have any any subscriptions to any magazines? Sure. You want me to like, tell like, you now? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it is it quilting monthly or? No, what? I mean I have subscriptions to to Wired, some fashion magazines, Ooh, Wired. Or National Geographic. So Ooh, you know, very that's nice. a good one. I still have National Geographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. How about okay, Teresa? Your turn. Oh, I don't have any subscriptions to anything. No, I was saying like, how long do you spend on the internet oh, and watching TV and Dancing with the Stars and The Biggest Loser? Oh, well. Oh no! I no, I don't really. Well, I do watch. Um, Did I hit the nail on the head there? No, I do watch Grimm, which is kind of interesting. Okay, but I watch that on Hulu, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I kind of. I don't know where that falls in. Um, but internet. Oh, geez, I spend so much. Probably as much time as you do. I would Aha. say. You know, and then with my phone, I can't even add that up because it's always little things. You know, it's it's you know texting somebody while I'm walking down the sidewalk or something. I don't even think about how much time I'm spending. <laughs> And it's become like my right arm, you know. Yeah, well, I, 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 I might as well just glue it to my hand. I, you know. 
Yeah, I'm constantly pulling out my phone and using Google Voice Search to look mm-hmm. something up if I'm having a conversation or a disagreement mm-hmm. with somebody. Pull it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disagreement. the Oracle. Yeah, this is why you don't see some too many bar fights anymore because Google pretty much settles them. Or Siri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, we've, we, as we have shown <laughs> on this show, it's like, we've asked Siri when we can't figure something yeah. out. It's like, beep, beep, Siri, tell my dumb friend that <laughs> the Cardinals have the best... Uh, the best thing, oh, see, speaking of mobile devices. Yeah, I know, and I'm sorry uh, to our listeners. I did not put my phone on silent. That's I don't okay. know what's going on. That's okay. So uh, for any of you folks at home that are looking to get a new computer mm-hmm. anytime in you know uh, in the next couple of months, heads up if you haven't heard about it, um, hard drive shortage due to flooding in Thailand. I believe. <laughs> Yeah, so I think you guys heard about this. Uh, obviously, Andy, you working at the tech store. Um, I don't know how much you've heard about it, Ty. Um, I, I've heard a little bit us. about it, yeah. Um, because, I mean, people come in and, and their hard drives have died, and normally we say, like, oh, yeah, we can replace your hard drive for mm-hmm. around $130. And now it's, like, around 5000 The $5,000. Oh, you know, I think they have gone up quite a bit. Yeah, I heard from one of the tech store uh, product managers that um, the, the estimates were uh, 40 Forty percent production loss of hard drives. Man, initially, and then of course it's going to get better. But um, they have to make up for the losses. But I guess PC manufacturers are in fact um, requesting. According to Intel, they're losing money because uh, manufacturers are requesting less boards because if you don't have a drive to put in the computer, the board is useless. Oh yeah. So they're predicting that um, there will be shortfalls with um, PC production because. They can't get hard drives for them. That's yeah. crazy. Because obviously stores are stocked right now with computers that are already built, so it's fine. Or you know, in the short term, it's not impacted. But mm-hmm. over the next couple of months, through the first half of 2012, we may see um, issues with uh, product. And manufacturers like Western Digital, I think they've got one plant that's operating now, and they've still got two that have a couple of feet of water oh, in them. So geez. it's going to be a while before they get that production standard up to the point where mm-hmm. we can <laughs> so uh, you know i mean i I'm, you know hard drives a couple mm-hmm. feet of water electronics eh, you know it's, it's so all it all comes out in the wash right yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> 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 well um, so when are they when are they gonna get this fixed oh uh, well possibly by um be back up to normal production maybe halfway through 2012 oh geez um so, you know because they have to work back through the supply chain you know of actually building them shipping them and then you know, getting them back in the hands of uh, computer manufacturers. So what would you guys recommend for people that are thinking about getting a computer or kind of considering getting an external hard drive? Um, well, at this point, you know, buy whatever good deals that, that, that you can find. Um, but this might be um, a good time to switch over to solid state. Though I have heard and seen um, that solid state hard drive prices in response to um, the, the non-solid state drive. So, okay. I should take a couple steps back. Break it down for the folks at home. Um, oh, break it down. Yeah, so the, the primarily yeah, What's the, that solid state thingy? What's that all Right, about? right. So they, the hard drives that we are talking about are, I'd say they're still, you know, prevalent in, in most computers that are shipping right now. Is a standard hard drive, which has um, moving parts, and it actually has a platter that spins around. And then there's a little, you can think of it like a record player. There's like a little needle that comes down and accesses the data on the drive. So these are the hard drives that are impacted as part of the flooding. I believe it's, I, I don't know how much solid state uh, production was impacted, if at all. Um, but solid state hard drives, um, they don't have any moving parts in them. 
It's like flash drives. Yeah, they they just have chips in them, which then you can store your data on. Um, it's it's I guess it's more akin to RAM if you've ever seen RAM before. Mm-hmm. You know what it looks like. Um, so and because of that, they last longer too. Yes, they do last longer because they don't have moving <coughs> parts. Because you can imagine something like a record player, you're shaking that around, well, the needle could get bent or move around. So you could you, you much more easily run into problems. So now might be a good time to upgrade to solid state. They are also much faster. Um, but something to consider too, as the point I was getting to is that um, solid state drive manufacturers have also raised their prices in response to this because they know that there's money to be had. Oh, um, I know, right? So, in fact, if you're looking to buy an external drive and you can't find a good deal, it might be worthwhile to wait a little bit. But they may also just keep their prices up and never really have them go back down yeah. because they're, they'll continue to make money. Or um, you could possibly think about starting to look into a bigger flash drive yeah, instead, of a, instead of a hard drive, depending on how much, how much stuff you've got. I mean, you know, they make... 32 and 64 gig uh, flash drives that are, you know, within the price range of a normal person, I think, for 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 the space that you're getting. And mm-hmm. the tech store sells these awesome, awesome flash drives that look like little keys. You put them on your key ring. I got one. Oh man, they the literally coolest. look like house keys. They're the coolest thing ever, mm-hmm. and they're and they're made out of the casing's made out of metal, so they're pretty durable. It's too. made out of metal. So it's super durable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might be a good time to do that. Or it might be a good time if you're looking to upgrade your computer to buy a computer that has solid state storage in it, like the MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. Because the I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I would assume that Apple is going to keep their prices stable. So sure. you can get solid solid state storage. Ooh, don't <laughs> say that 10 solid times. Solid state storage does. Oh, dang, dang yeah, it. see, solid you just screwed it up. So, so you could get one of these computers and have the advantage of the faster speeds and and data storage. Of course, solid state because it is still relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, the storage capacities are lower, but they're getting there. They're getting to that point where they're a viable replacement, which or, is good timing, I guess. For so if you're morning. doing something like video or audio recording, solid state, you may not have enough storage space. Right. For that, you might have possibly. to use a combination of both, but um, mm-hmm. you're going to get better performance out of a solid state drive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I've got uh, I got a news story for you here. Oh, uh, okay. You remember that? You remember Carrier IQ? That yes. We talked about oh, a that we were of, talking yeah, about mm-hmm. a couple of couple of uh, times ago. There, a couple mm-hmm. of episodes ago. Sure. Uh, where people were tracking your every move on those Android devices and 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 uh, well, iPhones too. I iPhones yeah. too. It's, it's carrier specific. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently the FBI says that carrier IQ files, all of the carrier IQ files, are being used for quote unquote law enforcement purposes. And that's why they won't. Um, what was it that the they, article? They're said? not going to say um, whether or not the FBI is using it to investigate other people or if they're actually investigating carrier IQ. Sure. Mm. Um, so it could be that, probably not the latter, but um, they're not talking. The conspiracy theorist in me goes like, ah, the FBI, I knew it all along. They're, they're tracking everyone, tracking all of our carrier IQs. They want to know you know, what I'm looking up on the internet and where I want to go for dinner tomorrow night. They know. They'll find me. What about you, Teresa? Are you that paranoid? No, I'm not that do paranoid. A, do you have like a, a gun closet behind a, a bookshelf? Well, that's why I wear my tin hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And you've, got, you've got loads and loads of spam in that closet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Twinkies, because they never go bad. Right. Never, ever. Phyllis, what do you, what, what's your take on this one? Mm, I don't know. 
It's still, I mean, you know, maybe it just seems sketchy in principle, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you get down to it, it doesn't really, I mean, what? I mean, if you're not really doing anything malicious yeah. or sneaking around doing anything, I mean, who, I mean, do we really well, care? I mean, is it, care, is it the principle know? of the thing? <laughs> yeah. uh, I personally don't like the fact that someone would be tracking my every move, but that's, is it going to really affect me? Sure. That's what you say now, but it's mm-hmm. like you know. I mean, that's 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 the old you know. That's the old adage. It's like, well, I, you know, I I it, I didn't care because it wasn't affecting me, and then one day it does, and you're like, exactly. I care now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on this and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, and um, speaking of, I guess technology being government related. Um, oh, that's an awkward segue. <laughs> anyway, um, I read an I read an article that the the co-founder of Wikipedia yeah. is considering, bl- you know, doing a blackout of Wikipedia in in response to the Stop Online Online Piracy Act. Yeah. So, um, I, no, it we, wasn't we the co-founder. About, it was it was the it was, founder. No, the founder. I Jimmy Wales. No, okay. Mr. Jimmy. Founder. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, for you folks at home, we, we did talk about this a couple weeks ago, the Stop Online Piracy Act. SOPA. Um, yes, which uh, basically gives uh, major corporations the ability to take down or um, block content uh, that they believe to be theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the extent to which they can block sites, I mean, this could they could block YouTube. I mean, they, uh, there's, there's no telling how far it could go. Um, but it gives them the rights to contact, you know, internet service providers and give you the inability to look up these websites. I like think everybody YouTube. on the internet has has kind of agreed, and all of the, all of the tech mm-hmm. companies have kind of agreed that this bill is this extreme, is a very bad idea, extreme overreach of power, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something that is a really bad idea. It yes, it is a very bad idea. Um, and so, if you can imagine, you know, in in boycott, if if, if Wikipedia actually went through with this. I mean, think about the think about how often you use Wikipedia. I use it at least once a day to oh, yeah. look something up because they're considered, you know, the the go-to for information about any kind of random fact, history, article, you know, you name it. They they've got it, and it's usually considered, you know, accurate because they've got fact checkers going on mm-hmm. there and correcting mm-hmm. things that are not, you know, accurate. Here's a funny thing too. A few months ago, apparently, apparently the Italian Wikipedia community mm-hmm. made a decision to blank all of its Italian yep. Wikipedia for a mm-hmm. short period in order to protest a law which would infringe on the editorial independence of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And and the Italian Parliament pretty much immediately backed down. Yep. Like, uh, uh, okay, I read that okay. too. You know, so it's so, so it, it it could work. Imagine you know, yeah. imagine if all of a sudden you had no. I mean, what if they did that during finals? Can you imagine? I can think of so many papers, especially in my last oh two my years God. of school here, that I relied on Wikipedia to at least give me a clue of where to look mm-hmm. to find the resources I needed. Because they have would have, you know, obviously a very nice summary. You could get an explanation of what it is that you were doing a paper about. Like, I think I did one for my um, phonetics course about um, phonetics in, in the country of Chile, which, you know, can be kind of obscure looking for information about that. But started at the Wikipedia article which gave nice summaries, you know, it breaks things down very well and then has all the links to its references at the bottom so that you can go look those up. I mean, Wikipedia, you know, I should send them a, a thank you letter for my for or how, you, for how high donate. my GPA was. I know, exactly. You can donate. Donate uh, money. Uh. 
So, I mean, I, I think it would be an incredibly effective way to mm-hmm. fight against SOPA because there's going to yep. be a lot of people that are will be in uproar if suddenly Wikipedia is not <laughs> there. And, I mean, the SOPA thing is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff like this has happened. Um, there was a um, hip-hop music review website that I'm not going to name, but mm-hmm. they were actually taken down for over a year mm-hmm. recently and given no recourse and... Uh, Recently, it was found that, well, that material, copyright material that you had that they had on their website was actually given to them by the artists. Oh. And so their website was shut down for over a year with no recourse, mm-hmm. um, no way to challenge the seizure of their IP. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that's going to happen across the board if SOPA goes through. Right. So, you know, for you folks at home that maybe aren't content generators, you may think, well, you know, how is this going to affect me? But it, you know, it's it's not going to affect you directly, but it will indirectly. So you're trying to look up clips to even reference for a paper you're writing or you want to share something with someone to help better explain something you're doing for a project. And then you can't find it. It's blocked everywhere you try to find it. It's a scary so thing. It is a very scary thing. And then, you know, you start to. You start to think about, you know, just general access to information. We're not just talking about some music video you want to watch. We're talking about content that you actually need to do research, to do your job. I mean, the, you know, it's just the implications are huge. Uh, and, and on a funny note, too, uh, they did some research uh, of the senators' websites, the senators that are in favor of the SOPA bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, about, uh, I think, 85% of them, either in their YouTube videos or their their website somewhere, mm-hmm. had infringing content oh, geez. that they did not own, that they could be taken down because, you know, for, under mm-hmm. SOPA. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say that, you know, plenty of us, even you know, even I I know that I do, take, it, take for granted what we have access to on the Internet. Just mm-hmm. And the scope of this is just... Is just huge. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. and uh, uh, kind of on a related note, speaking of stuff, uh, stuff that you don't have uh, the rights to, um, you guys, you guys remember seeing that uh, anti-piracy ad uh, that played before movies like "You wouldn't steal a car." Oh, those are so annoying, but it's you so funny. Steal oh yeah, your mother's I heard purse. about this. This is hilarious. You wouldn't steal a. Pizza from a bike, you know that one, right? And then, and then of course, the the last thing they say is you wouldn't steal a DVD from a store, so why would you steal it online? Yeah. Right. So apparently, the music that is used in the background of that ad, <laughs> pirate, was downloaded <laughs> illegally. <laughs> I don't. Well, I think that the. Okay, so I, I think I read the the background story on that, and the guy who produced the the music for that never got paid. No, it was it was supposed to be actually for a film festival, yeah, and it was only supposed to be used one time. So he created it for this purpose. It was an anti piracy ad, but then it got pushed onto millions of DVDs all over the world. Right, right. And he was never given any royalties or anything about it, and he tried to pursue it, and it just didn't really go anywhere with the company that he was following up with. So then he decided, hey, I'm just going to tell everybody. Yeah. Right, and as an artist, things can be set up differently depending on what kind of contract you sign. You can get paid one time for something. You Mm -hmm. can get paid royalties. But usually it really lays out in that contract what they can use that for in this Mm -hmm. infringed upon that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I got to say personally, if, if if I was able to, you know, quote unquote, steal a car in the same way that 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 one could pirate a DVD, like just make a copy of the car and the car mm-hmm. still stays there. Yeah. 
I would steal cars all the time. Right. Because I mean, it, I really would. Right. I mean, because like, it is, you, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It is a different concept. If you, you are looking at the concept of copying the car, but you're not taking the original car. Right. You're taking right. a copy of it. Yeah. That's, that, that's that, what makes that, it so hard for people to get through their heads. Right. The difference between the, you know, pirating and straight up stealing mm-hmm. is that stealing is taking it and denying someone else of it. Right. Know, because you've taken it away from them. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas copying you know, it leaves the original intact. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not, like, it's not, not like stealing it from a store. Right. You know, and, and you could definitely argue that that steals um, royalties or whatever away from the artist or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But that's, you know, it's, it's just a different concept overall mm-hmm. that's kind of harder to grasp. Mm-hmm. So. I absolutely think so. The, the record companies would like to have you believe that you're taking it a- away from that them. you're stealing a car. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not like that, and I don't see any record companies, major record labels, going under. They're still making money mm-hmm. and profits. I mean, not losing money. Less well, so than during not the. Not doing real great. And <laughs> not doing amazing. No. Less so than during the yeah. CDH. It, record stores are probably hurting more mm-hmm. than the actual. That companies. is absolutely true, but that's in part just you. I could even argue that's not even so much due to piracy, but rather online purchases. If we, if everything, if it was still, you know, let's say pirating was impossible, you know, really, you know, near impossible, um, that just because people are buying things through iTunes and Amazon, that's made me not want to go to stores when I buy music legally. I I don't, I'm not going to the store. Right. Right, It's It's winter. It's cold outside. Do I I want to put on my jacket or do I want to like click on my computer? Right. To to buy a CD that I'm going to have to import and make a digital copy of. Yes, I do even have to legally. I think that's legal. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure it's legal. Yeah, making a copy <laughs> onto my computer. Of course, with for now. Well, the trick is, is that with DVDs, that's not legal, right. which is goofy. But with CDs, apparently, you know, it is. Um, Unless but, they give you a digital copy with the DVD, which happens sometimes. Oh, okay. But those digital copies always have crap in them mm-hmm. and low yeah. resolution. Low resolution. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, with music, I already have to import it as a digital copy anyway. So why wouldn't I just buy it online? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, uh, and we will be back with more Do It Live after this. We're going to be talking about how to rid yourself of the, the digital distractions that are keeping you from finishing your paper. So stop listening to Do It Live and finish that ComArts 354 paper, Brian. Come on. We'll be right back with more Do It Live.
And now the Do It Live three disclaimers with our guest geek of the week, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Number one, the opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Number two, products and services provided by the Division of Information Technology, aka Do It, and other university departments as well as drawings and giveaways may be only available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. Ah. Number three, participants of this broadcast may offer opinions or recommendations to like recommending you to get to the chopper. However, they do not endorse nor has any consideration been provided on behalf of the products or services discussed. Now get to the chopper! Here's what happens to you when you've been picked up for drunk driving. This man knows what he's talking about. He's a lawyer. First thing, you'll get a breath test. If you fail, they'll arrest you on the spot. They can hold you in jail up to three days if they want to. If it's over a weekend, you could be in there even longer. By the time I see you, you're gonna be scared and humiliated and wondering what's gonna happen next. Well, you've lost your license and now you're gonna have a criminal record. Your insurance is gonna go up. You're probably looking at at least $5,000 in fines, lawyer fees, and lost wages. And if you killed somebody, you're looking at time in prison, even with a plea bargain. In the end, there's only so much I can do. Last year, there were more than 34,000 DWI arrests in Minnesota. So get a designated driver, or pay the price. A safe and sober message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. And we're back with more Do It Live. Check us out online, doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio. We're going to have a new site coming up soon, so if you look at the old site, you know, take a take a screenshot, and then you can get some Kleenex and sniff that, oh, the old site is gone. But don't worry, because the new site's going to be even more awesome. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast. Go to the podcast section of the iTunes store and type in Do It. D-O-I-T, that's Division of Information Technology, uh, or Department of Internet Tenacity, whatever you want to call for your acronym, I don't care, just go for it, and uh, and hit subscribe on our podcast, that will automatically download all the new podcasts as soon as they're released, so if you can't uh, be with us here live on the air, you can always be with us live on your computer and pretend that we're in the room talking about certain things like technology and back inversion tables, which which we were talking during the break uh, here, uh, <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, and, and give us a call. Uh, our phone number is six zero eight two six five WSUM. You can also call us on six zero eight five one five eight seven six eight, or email us, of course, radio at doit.wisc.edu. That's radio at doit.wisc.edu. The emails. And we're here uh, today talking about digital distractions, about the end of the semester, about all of your your testing woes, uh, or maybe non-woes if you're doing well in your classes. Who knows? Uh, and we're here with uh, with Phyllis from Do It Communications. Uh, how's it going, Phyllis? Great. And uh, and Phyllis, you are somewhat of a social media expert. You're a communications expert. You're an expert in not getting distracted, right? So many experts. Yes, you got you got expertise just all all up all up ends for the expertise. 
So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so tell us how do how do we? There's so many flashing lights uh, on this board here that I'm attracted to. You know, I can't. My train of thought is broken every time I see a beep or a boop. What do I do? It's tough. I don't know. You know, we I talked to a couple of students and we asked some of our our fans on Facebook about how they stay focused um, during exams or even just in an everyday kind of a way because mm-hmm. we hear that people are just super, they feel pressed and scattered and have a hard time focusing on their schoolwork. And a lot of people say that they can't focus. I don't know if I believe that, though. They might <laughs> feel that they can't, but they must be all right, right? Well, yeah. you think like maybe having a little Mr. Miyagi app, you know? Focus. That, that, you Focus, know what? You make Focus. some money on that, actually. There we go. You know, hold on to that one. I'm going to, that's, you know, you heard it here first, do it live, Mr. Miyagi app. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, for those that would like to try something that, you know, I mean, while we wait for the Mr. Miyagi app, but um, if you want to try some stuff, there's definitely some really great apps out there um, and extensions, particularly for browsers, that you can kind of download and they will keep track of how you're spending your time online and will even let you block certain sites. So, for example, if you are just your Facebook addict or your Twitter addict, you can use these browser extensions to kind of, you know, shut your access down to certain sites for as long as you'd like to. And I've even been told that there's some sort of nuclear options where you could say, like, whoa, whoa, nuclear option. Don't. Yeah, that's when it gets serious. That's when it gets serious. I mean, but, you know, if you're thinking that you got kind of an addiction to a site or something, then maybe that's the way to go. In fact, Ty was just telling us about uh, a, an app. What's it called, Ty? It's called Cold Turkey. Cold Turkey. This one as sounds in, really cool. As in, I'm quitting Cold Turkey. Uh, and it's a it's a free open source program uh, that you can download for your computer. It's not like an app for your phone or anything, but it's a computer app. And uh, basically what it does is it, it, it allows you to, for a period of time, uh, block yourself off of popular social media sites, uh, addicting websites, uh, online games, pretty much anything that you want that's online. Um, and, uh, and so what it does is you, you download this program and you set it up. Uh, it's By the way, it's at getcoldturkey.com. That's G-E-T, cold, C-O-L-D, turkey, T-U-R-K-E-Y.com if you're interested. Uh, you download this app. You set it up with the sites you want to block or the games you want to block or anything like that. And you give it a, you know, you give it some time. Like, uh, I, I don't want to be uh, on Reddit or Facebook from the hours of 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. tonight. I have a paper to do, and dag nabbit, I'm going to get my paper done. And if I don't, well, then I'm just a terrible person. But so Ty, if I'm, if I'm blocked if from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then I get that Facebook itch, and I just say, I need to get on Facebook, I'm going to turn off these settings. Because <laughs> it's my computer, right? I should be able to just turn off the settings. That's or, where or things... Or kill the application or something. Right? That's where things get very interesting, especially with cold turkey. So cold turkey, you know, a, a lot of, like you said, a lot of those uh, sites, yes, they uh, are a lot of the programs that you can download, yeah. You know, if you, if you really have a you know, Facebook emergency, you can you can say, uh, shut it off, shut it off. I have to see what my friends are doing. Ah, like, 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 you know. Um, but with cold turkey, what it does, it's, it's, it's set into the program that if during the period that you say, I'm going to block myself off from doing these things, if you go, so much as go into the control panel on your computer to try to, t- you know, tell cold turkey to get lost, uh, it will block you from those sites for an entire week and will not allow you to turn itself off. You'd have to like go into the registry and like manually edit it. You'd have to really know what you're doing in order to kill cold turkey. So wow. it's 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 uh, forcing you to not 
turn it off because otherwise there are dire consequences. Are you, are you ready for the, the help desk calls on this one? So oh, be, man. Be sure you want to do that before Luckily. you install cold turkey. Luckily, we do not support cold turkey, so I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. You shouldn't uh, shouldn't have gone to Facebook. Shouldn't have tampered with your cold turkey. Mm-hmm. And for some of the less extreme options, um, two of the ones that I think are really good, there's one for Chrome, for Google Chrome browser. That's called Stay Focused. And, and then another one that's for, um, uh, for Firefox, that's an add-on, that's called Leech Block. And that's L-E-E-C-H block. Leech Block. Leech Block. Hmm. So, yeah, two really good options or three do they really do good the options. Sa- do they do the same thing? Yeah, they do some of the same thing. I mean, you can kind of set which sites you want to block. You can block all internet access if you'd like, but you can set a timer and things like that. And then there's a couple of other apps and services out there that will actually kind of track how you spend your time Mm -hmm. and help you see where you're wasting the most time. And having done this myself, I was definitely pretty surprised by the amount of time that I was spending on certain sites. You (laughs) you think like, oh, I'm only spending a minute or two Mm -hmm. here and there on Facebook. And then, you know, you look at it and you realize that your minute here or two there has added up to, you know, a couple of hours. Ooh. What's your what's your top time waster? Uh, for me, well, it's hard because I do this for work. Uh-huh. So I'm, you know, I'm on Facebook and Twitter pretty much all the time at work. But mm. Farmville. Yeah. You know what? Are you a Farmville person? Not at all. Oh, thank no, you. neither Not am I. It's Thanos. evil. It seems evil. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Everyone that I've, it, it seems to be like the, the doom of old ladies and like lonely people. Yeah, click, click, you know. Click or Mafia Wars, that's another yeah. bad one. Come it see is. my farm, come see my farm. And you have to have people visit your farm, otherwise it dies. Mm-hmm. That's just sad. It keeps you, keeps you like, hooked, keeps yeah. you hooked in. Attached. I read an article that, that indicated that, you know, Farmville in part might be so popular because there's such a lack of farming and just the... <laughs> like it's a nostalgic in, in, thing? In, in, in like a rural, <laughs> in not a rural, like an urban landscape, so people actually feel like more of a connection to... I don't know, our agrarian roots or something? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Like, that so it's like a, very it's a novelty to them to mm-hmm. put stuff in dirt. Just yeah. go out in your backyard, people. Plant something. I think it makes people feel better. <laughs> they have a deep-seated you know, need. Productive. Yeah, and just feel like they're doing something that's more... Um, like tangible? Uh, yeah. Not. <laughs> I don't know. Something that's, that's basic to all of us. Food production, I guess. Hmm. Oh, we actually had a call uh, a little while back that was... Uh, um, Someone uh, called up and they're like, "Oh help! My internet's down. Uh, my plants are gonna die." And, and it was a, it was a new a newer phone agent and and they thought that it was like a server that was connected to something that watered plants or you know maybe something on on uh, in one it, of our it, campus it, greenhouses yeah, or something exactly yeah, something I on the greenhouse and, and then apparently they fixed their internet problem uh, through some rigorous you know troubleshooting and that kind of stuff and they're like, "Oh thank God now my now I can feed my cows and and get my plants some water and blah blah." And the, and he's like, wait, wh- what do you, where are you going? Oh, oh, in Farmville. Oh, thank you so much. Click. <laughs> Hang up. Wow. Was, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, what what other uh, what other ways can we can we get off of the Farmville? I know that. You, well, un- oh, I was going to say you were talking about some cool stuff that was going on over at College Library that may help to distract you from being, you know, stuck at your computer for hours on end because that's one way that you can easily get distracted. You're just sitting in that chair so long. So Phyllis, do you have some advice of uh, things that uh, students here at UW-Madison can do even right in the libraries to keep themselves from sitting in that chair too long? Yeah, I definitely think taking breaks is really important. And uh, for, I think, starting now through next week, actually maybe starting on Friday of this week, um, going all the way through finals week next week, um, the 
UW-Madison libraries are doing some really cool stuff for students. Um, there's activities pretty much every day. If you go to the library.wisc.edu website, um, you can find a list of the things that are happening. And there's some cool stuff. There's, you know, there's, I think there's some coffee, some free coffee and tea and hot chocolate and even Ooh, some chair cocoa. massages. Yeah, I know. Hot cocoa. Chair massages. Chair massages. Chair massages. Oh. Whoa. I know. Hot cocoa and chair massages. I know. And I've heard the that there will even be... Oh, dear. Yeah, it must be drawn here. Must be, yeah. All right, sorry. I've also heard that there's some puppies. <gasps> puppies where? Puppies. I, I've heard that they'll be at college and at Merritt Libraries. Oh, my <gasps> God. Puppies. It's a puppy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just the thought of, can do you have to be a student to go play with yeah, the puppies? Yeah, I want to go play with the puppies. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, you know, you know the best way it, to ask that? Do it that? field trip? Perhaps. Mm. And the best way to ask it, actually, and then we just talked about how to get off things like Facebook and Twitter, but um, the full week of activities and all the stuff that's going to be going on and some really good tips for, mm-hmm. you know, taking breaks and staying calm during finals. Um, if, you f- if you're on Twitter, you can go to the hashtag study strong, mm-hmm. all one word, and you can kind of keep track of all the stuff that's going on next week. That's awesome. That's really cool. I wonder if the libraries have considered what will happen if a line forms outside of the library to play with <laughs> the puppies. <laughs> might be like an inverse effect like people get stressed out yeah waiting for the puppies oh there's so mm. many puppies i hope that doesn't happen can we have some puppies at the tech store Ooh, that's a good idea like a, a puppy mascot yeah andy you, you gotta talk about uh talk about puppies because last year when they did the the live badger petting that was not did not go over <laughs> super well no we have bucky, <laughs> bucky get yeah. loose and yeah it was, it was yeah who knew that badgers like to gnaw so much mm. limbs i don't know they are actually pretty vicious creatures. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on on, on the official Bucky, you know, drawing, he's always scowling. Mm-hmm. He's not not a smiler. He's Mm-mm. he's angry at everything. He could be playing the French horn. He's angry. Yeah, but would you want like a happy mascot? Like, what would that even be? Yeah, Can you think of one. You're well, right. to be fair, the the Bucky mascot actually is smiling. Indeed, Indeed. he does. Mm-hmm. He looks mm-hmm. like a very happy badger. <laughs> but that's only because he comes out for events. But you know, yeah. otherwise, to everybody else, you know, he's frowning. There you go. So what else we got for uh, for study tips or study finals or, fi- or study stress relief or anything like that? Any? Well, one other thing that I've heard about, actually, and this has mo- more to do with texting, because um, I know that sometimes your friends and other people look sort of constantly texting back mm-hmm. and forth might make mm-hmm. you, you know, that's just mm-hmm. another distraction to add to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's actually a way to turn off and not accept texts on your phone. Ah. So that might be something to consider, you know, I mean, just for that next week, just to kind of essentially really turn that function off on your phone and think about just kind of unplugging that piece of your life you know i've wondered if is there a way to put up like a vacation text message like i'm out of the office <laughs> i'm not sort accepting of like, not accepting i don't know not at my phone like right i'm now. i'm i'm studying from you know six to ten i'm not ignoring your messages you know i'll get back to you after this time or something so that your, like your friends thing. who would get upset i know people that you t- you know they text you and if you don't get back to them they get really upset so, you know, there's a precedent for that now. Even if you've got your phone turned off, they can't tell with tech. Okay, you call somebody, it goes straight to voicemail. You think, okay, the battery died or the phone's off. But texting, there's no way for you to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, I, if you're only doing it for four hours a night, I think it's probably okay. Unless you're unless you're like a super text-addicted person who always replies to text within 30 seconds or something hey, like that. Hey, we all have that friend. Oh, we do, yeah. But, I, but you know, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to do it. It just seems easy enough. Turn off your phone. When you turn your phone b- back on, you get all the texts or 
or or you could use a Google Voice account and they could all go to email. Mm-hmm. That'd be an easy way to do it. If those of you out there ha- don't know what I'm talking about, you should check out uh, voice.google.com. Uh, sets you up with a free phone number and it does a bunch of really cool things like texting and uh, mm-hmm. and voicemail. Um, that's one of my pet peeves is, is with the voicemails that say like, you know, you, you leave like a personal message like, hey, what's up? It's Mitch. Uh, leave a message after the tone. And then it's like, to leave a voice message, press one or just wait for the. T-. It's like I know what to do. Come on, <laughs> voice, voice. You know, answering machines have been around since like what the the seventies, mm-hmm. maybe. 70s, yeah. You know, it's like I know how to leave a message. You don't have to tell me how to do that. And apparently, that 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 little message, like to leave a number, press one. You know, makes the phone companies like millions and millions of dollars each year. So Google Voice does mm. not have that, which is great. I know um, something that that um, I know I had friends use when they were in when when I was in my undergrad was that there are the cages. You ever heard of the? If you haven't heard of the cages, the spooky cages, the spooky in cages Memorial at, at Memorial Library. They I do locked have these. In there. They do have cages that you. It's just got a little desk and a chair, and they're way down in the basement. And from last time I remember. Um, s- there is no cell phone coverage down there. So mm-hmm. that would be a helpful way so that you don't have to let go of your phone, leave it at home because, you know, you need it when you're out and about um, or if you have some kind of emergency. But you can go down there and then it blocks out your cell phone connectivity. But I believe you still do get Wi-Fi down there. So you can still get online. Yeah, wireless um, is everywhere. Right. Um, but uh, no cell phone connectivity in certain – I know down in the basement of Moral – Library, but I'm not sure about other places on campus. Well, they do have the cages on almost all the floors of the Morley Library that I mm. know of, in the stacks, mm-hmm. you know. And boy, is that creepy! Yeah, because they and it is, yeah, because they have creepy. the auto the, the lights that automatically. There's a light in the cage, right? But you know, the light in the stacks will automatically turn on when you go in there. And if there's if it's just you in the stacks, then you're sitting in the cage and you're studying, and it's dead quiet. And all of a sudden, click, click, and the clicks get louder as they approach you. And then all of a sudden, poof. You're in the dark, and now you're studying in the dark. Well, except for the little light. And in now a cage. You're mm-hmm. studying in the dark, in a cage, on Halloween. No, it's out of it. And I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> accepted that it's supposed to be dead silent down there. You're not supposed to talk down there at right. all. You'll you will. Yeah, it's, it's not. You will anger social. the people writing their thesis papers. Mm-hmm. Don't don't anger the PhD students. Yeah. Oh man, not they will rip you apart. Yeah, with science. <laughs> like with lasers or something. You yeah. Know. They're probably doing laser research. Titanium lasers. Yeah. So Another thing you may want to consider if you have a smartphone is turning off your notifications to social media sites yeah, like Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. You can turn those off temporarily so you're not going to get those messages to your phone to, mm-hmm. oh, somebody just sent me a friend request. I must click <laughs> it now. Or, uh, you know, messages or, or those kinds of things that will pop up on your phone. You can turn those off definitely definitely mm-hmm. yeah and and i think you know another good kind of a low-tech thing uh just for some of the newer students here is fine at least you know this, this worked for me really well find the study the study pattern that works well for you you know so some people love uh studying at college library with like 500 other people that are studying you know and studying right next to a dude mm-hmm. You know, with he's studying something, you're studying, and you're all like jammed in together. That's really not my bag. I always like kind of just, you know, sitting on my bed, reading, writing, whatever that kind of sitting on my computer. You know, just you know, 
uh, robing it out, you know, gets, getting a nice comfy robe on, getting all, you know, slippers and just, you know, that's, that's the way that I like to study, just kind of alone, not surrounded by people. Some people like coffee houses, but I think it's, it's really the style in which you study is, is, is a good thing to learn about yourself. Do you like being alone in the dark in the cages at night when the werewolves are or, or do you like, uh, you know, being in your comfy robe, listening to classical music, mm-hmm. writing a paper with your eyes closed like me? Yep. And yeah. I, okay. I don't know if the, the library website l- offers any more uh, particular resources about I know, I think something I saw uh, when I was in my undergrad here was just some, there was actually some kind of study tutorial that gave advice on best practices for studying. Also, if you do need a quiet place to study, please keep in mind that Memorial Library and College Library are not the only two libraries on campus. <laughs> this campus has libraries, you know, tucked on, you know, behind bushes like there's libraries everywhere that you that you are not aware of i don't know if the 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 library website indicates just how many there are but i do you know the number ty of how many libraries are here on campus uh it's uh, 4,592 i don't think it's that many i'm pretty sure it is is that the list of them phyllis it is the list but it's a long list see there's like 4,000 of them count it you know I don't know. It, but like there, but I agree with Teresa. What Teresa's saying, there's a lot of libraries here. There's, be, there's, there's, there's dozens. 50. I know that. Yeah, yeah. there mm-hmm. are definitely dozens of libraries. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the obscure buildings that you walk by and you have no idea what it is, it's probably a library. It's a library. It's a library. Yeah. So definitely check that out. You can find some tiny libraries that that always have seating. They're quiet. Um, you know, a- easy access to resources. You know, computers and things. You don't have to just go to college library and pray. You and your friend can sit together and get your work done. Unless so. you're trying to pick up the ladies, and then that, then that is a good option apparently because it, that that's what they say in the in the in the tour that college library is like the number one pickup spot or something like that. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, pro tip: don't ask them if they're studying anatomy. That does never. That <laughs> never or works. Chemistry. That no, don't work. ask that, that either. Never works. Yeah. So is um is college library the only one that's 24 hours? Phyllis, do you know? I'm not entirely certain. I know that the. Or is Memorial like 24? Memorial maybe too, just for this this next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, some of the libraries turn on to 24-hour service during finals week. Mm-hmm, College mm-hmm. library is, I believe, by default 24 hours. 24 hours, But yep. most of them are not. Most of them have a closing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do make sure if you are going to be there 24 hours that you do have your campus ID with you because I do believe College library at the wee hours of the morning goes around and checks for IDs Yep. to make sure people aren't just, you know, hanging out. <laughs> Hanging uh, out in the cool spot. Yeah, I guess. Hey, uh, just kind of jumping off a uh, different topic here just for a quick second. Uh, you know, it is almost uh, almost holiday time where people go back to their to their respective areas and give gifts to each other in their respective ways. And uh, maybe you're looking for some cool UW-Madison-related gifts uh, for your family or your friends. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're a parent listening in who wants to get an awesome UW-Madison-related gift mm-hmm. for your student. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a whole bunch of uh, amazing, awesome gifts that you can get uh, for someone who's interested. Uh, the the uh, the, the uh, website to go to is www.news.wisc.edu forward slash gift dash guide. That's news.wisc.edu forward slash gift g i f t dash guide g-u-i-d-e they got a bunch of really neat gifts in there uh they have oh, a oh can i talk about one that i saw that yeah. was super cool 
So there's this one that I saw that you can get. Um, it's like a it's like a picture of um, a couple of, like uh, the UW Badger football players. Um, but and the the focus of the picture is like is the is the um, the back of a, of one of the football players. So this is like from the sh- like the from the shoulders up. Um, and what you can do is on his jersey because you can't tell who it is and you're not supposed to. Is that at the back of the jersey you can get your name put on the jersey. And make that a gift to someone. So if you've got a, a student or even a, um, an alumni, a, a parent of yours that would you think would love this gift, would love to see you know your your family's last name on this, and you can hang it up and be like, oh look, it's so cool. Um, I <laughs> highly recommend that. You could also make use that for like uh, stories to to ruin your grandkids for the rest of the. Yeah, I was on the football team. My yeah, look, was a football star. Yeah, here's the proof. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. And uh, looks like our hour is just about up here. But before we go, we got a bunch of people to thank. Uh, special thanks go out to our management team at the Division of Information Technology. Perry Brunelli, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Kishner, Ty Leto, Neil Mack, Mark Nessel, Brian Rust, and Bill Zimmerman. The Director of User Services is Kathy O'Brien. Duet's Chief Operating Officer is John Krogman. And our CIO and Vice Provost for Information Technology is Bruce Moss. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, Sandy Cyberlick, and Adam Wiesenfarth. Our associate producers are Laura Grady, Teresa Saldana, and Nathan Cohen, with assistance from Dan Collins, Matthew Siriani, and the Nates, Harrison Weber, and Zastro. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producer of Do It Live is Jesse LeGrew. Join us next week where we will talk tech again for another hour, and we'll see you then.
Hello. 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 Hello.